Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to Nerd Association from the WBNS studios in Columbus. I'm your host, Mark Finch. And I'm your other host, Daniel Barnett. Uh, Here at Nerd Association, we prove that just because we have cool jobs, it doesn't make us cool. Mark, what do you think of when I say the words Animal Crossing? Well, I've played Animal Crossing in the past from when I was a child, a wee little lad, but... I have not played the new version, so I don't really know a ton of what's going on now. One thing I do know for sure, Tom Nook, he's in charge. He runs everything. (laughs) That is true. Uh, Tom Nook is sometimes uh, people view him as the, the villain of this series. Depends on how you feel about like venture capitalism. Is that I where you like recut it as like a horror trailer? <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a minute because I I do have uh, I have some theories to talk about at least about the original Animal Crossing game. But um, well, let me tell you. So I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, like maybe too much Animal Crossing uh, with everything that's going on. I believe the last time I checked, I have 195 hours in my game which means that I might have played more Animal Crossing than I've done real life in the last <laughs> uh, month and a half. Yeah. Um, and and also, uh, my wife is completely addicted. And again, we're going to get to that in a second. But for those of you who aren't familiar with Animal Crossing, though, I, it's been everywhere. Um, I've laughed about Forbes writing articles about the, the economics of Animal Crossing. Um, the newest game in the series is called Animal Crossing New Horizons. And in this game, uh, basically, you book yourself to move uh, on a trip to move to this deserted island. And uh, with the help of Tom Nook, who is a raccoon businessman, uh, that's drawn from the Japanese name Tanuki, which is a sort of like trickster raccoon. Uh, and his nephews, Timmy and Tommy, they book you on this trip. You're going to go to this deserted island getaway. And when you get there, you suddenly realize there is nothing else there. There is. It so is aren't the villains really the people who book this vacation for you? Do they <laughs> yeah. just send you to the deserted. Who sends somebody to a deserted island where there's just one guy there? It's far more. Uh, it's far more Survivor when you start than, especially than any of the other games in the series have been. Uh, but you start with. Because in the previous ones, you got off a train and you were just in a town or something like that. That's what I remember. Yeah. So well. So we'll we'll get to the the original one in a second. But to give finish the brief synopsis, you know, you you go to this island, you start with nothing. You're living in a tent, and there are two other animal villagers that live in tents. And the the game is basically you turn this deserted island into like kind of a resort paradise uh, in whatever style you see fit. Uh, and so you end up, uh, you know, pulling as many weeds as possible, making the landscaping uh, more to your liking. Uh, eventually, you you pay off your your loan that, by the way, you didn't know you were going to have until you showed up on this island. Uh, you move out of your tent and into a real house, and you start helping your your fellow uh, animal villagers kind of do the same until you build a so little bustling community. You go on vacation to forget your worries, and you end up with a mortgage. Yes, it is. It is one hundred percent a timeshare scheme, um, <laughs> and and maybe more so in this game than in previous editions. So let's talk a little bit of Animal Crossing history, if we may. Uh, so Animal Crossing is a game that was developed by Katsuya Iguchi. 
And uh, this is, you know, this is a guy who worked on a lot of other notable titles for Nintendo uh, in in the 90s and the 2000s. Um, he worked at, he worked on games like Super Mario Brothers 3 and the original Star Fox um, on on Super Nintendo or on NES and Super Nintendo. But as he was starting his work for Nintendo, you know, back in the in the 80s, um, he moved from kind of small town Japan uh, to Kyoto where uh, where Nintendo is is headquartered and uh, in doing so he moved away from you know he was 21 years old he moved away from everyone he'd ever known and uh, that was when he kind of had this first had this idea for a video game that emulated that experience um, and so Animal Crossing kind of was conceived way back then in, in 1986 um, it didn't actually come to be a game in Japan until 2001. So he had some years to 15 years to think about it. But the original Animal Crossing and, and Chops, you hit it on the head. You start the game kind of regaining consciousness on a train. <laughs> yeah. And meeting a blue cat named Rover uh, who who's says, you know, you've got kind of a familiar face, asks you some questions about yourself. And, uh, and then you just show up in this town, which again, pulls a little trick when you don't remember somebody's name, you go, what, what is your name again? Yeah. And exactly. then you type in your name. I remember that that's coming back to me. And in, in the earliest iteration, the way you answered his like three opening questions determined what you looked like. So it determined what hairstyle you had, what like style of, eyes and nose you had and every villager looked very the the character that you play the villager um which is now they think about kind of like the narrator from fight club but the villager uh kind of all looked the same or there was very little customization you could or customization you could do beyond the clothing yeah and Um, he's the one that you kind of associate animal crossing with like the character in super smash bros and stuff like that right with the spike like the two spikes of hair out the sides and wearing this sort of knit cap Mm -hmm. yeah um and in that game, like I said, you, you show up in this town kind of unknown to you while you're there, and uh, Tom Nook offers you a place to live and th- slaps you with a mortgage and says, well, you can just work it off for me. So, uh, again, there's you a lot... You don't start in a tent. No, you don't start in a tent. You do start with a house in that game. Um, now, there have been five different iterations of Animal Crossing uh, over the years, and there have been three for... Made, like the TV... Uh, connected consoles and two for handheld devices. I've played the console versions pretty religiously uh, when they came out. And then I will be honest that I don't have a whole lot of connection to the handheld versions, except kind of what I've learned about them since playing this newest game. Cause there's been a lot of things that have come from those versions. Um, but I played the uh, DS version probably the most of any of them because I had an older brother, so he was more in charge of the GameCube. Yeah. But when I had a DS, I got to play my own. And it's kind of a weird game. You don't really have, like, different files, I felt like. So, like, he had his Animal Crossing character, which I got to play around with. Sometimes when I got the DS, I finally got to play as my own character. So I'm much more connected to that one. But they blend- it's so long ago. It's probably since, like, 07 and 05 for the console one that they kind of blend together. If there are any differences, I'm not sure which one is attributed to which well and i wanted to ask you so of the gameplay from those games what do you remember i do remember that you have your house like you mentioned you're you're going to customize that that's kind of like the whole goal of the game is just living and making your house bigger and buying furniture for it and stuff and 
the main way you make money, at least at the beginning, fishing is very important. Mm-hmm. So are tree fruits and nuts or whatever. I remember walking around to trees and you shake them and then fishing, you would go out down there and you'd either catch a good fish or you'd catch, I think the two bad ones were the can and the boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then you would take those to the store, the convenience store, the general store, whatever it is in the town, and you try to sell things and then eventually just give them all that money back by buying things from them. Quite the monopoly that store has just a cyclical economy <laughs> it's got going for itself. But they also buy your garbage. Like that's something, you know, I'm not of I'm not of the camp that Tom Nook is is essentially the villain. Um I think he's certainly shady, <laughs> but but you <laughs> In the newest game, you kind of become part of his pyramid scheme in a way that you haven't in previous versions, so you're definitely complicit. Um, but yeah, you're like, they buy your garbage. You're, you're right that, you know, and, and the goal of sort of customizing your house is still, you know, front and center. Um, and fishing and harvesting fruit and those sorts of things are largely how you make any sort of money in the game. There are some other ways yeah. um, that I want to, again, Forbes wrote an article about this that I want to come back to because I think it's so interesting. But um, but yeah, and, and I like to think of it as, I've heard someone say that it's the knitting of video games. So it's a very relaxing game, and that is true. Um, I I think that the thing that's kind of neat about animal, I mean, there's lots, but one of the things that I think is really neat about animal crossing is there isn't a right way to play. There's sort of a storyline, but it's very much tied to, as you said, kind of improving your house, improving your village. Um, new horizons maybe has the closest thing to a, a storyline in that you're trying to kind of attract new people and eventually, uh, spoiler alert, uh, you're trying to get K.K. Slider, who is the, like, uh, dog hunk troubadour, to come and play <laughs> a concert at your at your village for the first time. And then he can send it out to all his Instagram followers to come to your island. Right. Well, and then and- you have a Firefest situation on your hands, and Tom <laughs> Nook would be totally into that. Well, when you talked about, uh, you know, building up your house and buying furniture, I'm realizing that the comparisons between Animal Crossing and Fight Club are definitely, like... Do you remember the scene in Fight Club with the Ikea catalog? Like now, yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. So maybe there's something to that because um, it is kind of your... One your... thing I also want to mention about previous iterations of the game is I also, I briefly played the mobile version on my phone yeah, like last year. Pocket Cam. And it's basically a pay-to-play thing, but it, it almost seems like it was a beta test for New Horizons. It definitely was. It's the first one where you have like your own space and you're trying to like make it bigger and better, whereas all the other times you were within a town. Yeah, it definitely is, and and it introduced, you're right, it was a beta test for some mechanics that hadn't been in previous versions of the game that have added a whole new level of complexity to this game, um, which is crafting, that you go out now, not only do you shake trees for fruit and you catch insects and you catch fish, but you get pick up sticks and you, you know, chip pieces off of rocks and you chop down trees for the wood that you use to make different articles of furniture, different articles of clothing, um, and you have this DIY, they call it DIYing, this DIY catalog that like for completionists, there are literally thousands of items that you can eventually collect, uh, to learn, you know, you learn the recipe, so to speak for it. And then you make these things. So, um, what would you say would be the like time frame for 100% finishing animal crossing new horizons oh my gosh um i know for a fact that nintendo recently announced that they're going to be supporting updates for at least three years 
So I th- and and that's another part of this game is that it it is a game that occurs in the same time frame as your real life. So it is, you know, may so and so at this time and in the game unless you have changed your clock on your system it's the same time and the same date um and and things progress through the seasons too um right well, let's now let's talk about the quandary of time jumping yeah because we're on the side. let's just get to it because that's i've heard of that like i said i haven't really played this new game but i've heard of that and i know some people are very against it some people are totally for it some people are kind of in the middle where if you just use it sparingly it's not the worst thing in the world where do you stand on it um i'm i fall somewhere in the middle uh, and i have so new horizons especially like with the internet and 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 online play being such a big thing there is a huge community and there are a ton of my friends who are playing this game and all of them have very strong opinions about this um Mm -hmm. i am of the opinion that so uh that you that time jumping a little bit can help you play the game in a way that maybe you actually couldn't in real life so for instance um there are certain creatures that you can only catch during certain times of day there are uh so you know if you want to catch really valuable insects for instance uh in the game tarantulas and scorpions are very valuable um they'll also attack you and make you pass out if they if they get you um but they are most prevalent after midnight. You can catch them earlier in the evening, like beyond yeah. 7 p.m. But if you really want to catch a bunch of tarantulas or scorpions, you kind of have to do it in the middle of the night. That's when they occur more frequently. Um, and if you're somebody with a, obviously with a schedule that doesn't liken itself to being up past midnight very often, precisely. then what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Well, and my wife is now addicted to um, to this aspect of the game. There are, uh, in in New Horizons, you can jump on a, a little, like, a pond, pond jumper plane and go to a desert, another little deserted island that's kind of like a mini version of your island where no one lives, and there's some usually theme to that island. There's, like, a special fruit or, like, rare flowers or, in some cases, an island that only spawns tarantulas and scorpions and she's addicted to this aspect of catching as many tarantulas or scorpions as she can and selling them because they're worth a lot of money in the game why are things worth money i I know you said you're going to get into the Forbes stuff later but it seems like the economics of it are just wildly inconsistent with what you think might be worth something versus what actually is worth a lot of money well i mean there's a sort of rarity system with um with insects and with fish so obviously the fish and insects you can catch most easily and most commonly are worth less money and there are certain um fish are the ones that are are, tend to be worth more money and you there's not a lot of way that you can change how you catch them um there are things you can do to change which insects pop up based on your landscaping um and things like that so there's a little bit of tweaking you can do there but none of the insects are going to be as valuable as the fish but yeah the the economics is weird i told you you know everyone says tom nook is the villain but his nephews will literally buy weeds that's weeds with an s from you um that you pluck out of the ground and like take to the store and like okay i've got 10 of these and they'll give you money for it now it's not a lot of money but they're buying your garbage so yeah they give you the mortgage but they they what's that are they up to something sketchy too, buying a bunch of weeds off you? I don't, I don't understand why they would buy something. Literally, the point of weeds is that they grow everywhere and that yeah. they're easy to find. So I don't know if I trust those two. They're probably less trustworthy than Tom Nook himself. 
but that's kind of how it works is usually yeah like in a <laughs> in a structure like that there's like one family member who's like you know the the mob boss and then there's underlings that are like kind of related to it but not really and they handle like just meaningless business but they're still not up to any good so facebook recently cracked down on on real life players who were talking about um weeds in animal crossing and like weed exchanges and of course Facebook thought they were talking about something else. There's a character that came with this one of the, the spring update. His name's Leaf, L-E-I-F, and he's a sloth. And he'll buy weeds from you for extra. Like, he'll pay you double. That makes sense. So he's your weed guy, which is always, again, very funny to me. Sloth is your weed guy. The sloth yeah, is your like weed guy. In, <laughs> the, the dude uh, robe and everything, paying 67 cents with a check yeah. for some cream. But I, I will tell you, like, back to the time jumping thing, um, I, I use it kind of sparingly and, and only in instances where I want to be able to, like, participate in the day-to-day gameplay. But, again, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you can't. I will tell you that I have, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I did some yard work, like, did yard work on a Saturday that we knew was going to take all day. It was going to be a big project. And so... Yeah. We on Friday night time jumped to no, Saturday. This is an Animal Crossing yard work. No, real life yard. Well, we tore we tore out our deck in the backyard. That's neither here okay. nor there, but it was an all day project. And so on Friday night, gasp, we time jumped and played Saturday so that we could do the things that Saturday offered. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, may, that that one seems less nefarious. You, you're going in there, and it's just so that you can do something on Friday night that you enjoy while you're going to be busy all day Saturday. Right. Are there instances where it's going to take so long to build something or whatever it might be that people are jumping weeks or like how far ahead do yeah. some of these people who are constantly time jumping get? So there is, um, there are some benefits to like jumping large swaths of time. So there's sometimes when like a, a new building is being constructed that it might be the old iteration of it might be closed for like a day or two and you're and you want to not do that so you skip two days ahead and then most of the time you skip back but the the game registers those days as having happened right um okay so you can skip back and then it it just kind of but it keeps things that changed it, it just, doesn't go back in time <laughs> correct um but yeah. but there was a, a a thing early in the game where people your your bank account for the currency in this world which is called bells um their your bank account gains interest and so there were people who were taking their system clock back to the year 2000 and then jumping 60 years ahead to max <laughs> out the the amount of interest they were gaining and just kept doing that back and forth until they're like b- billionaires billionaires you know on bells <laughs> um and and nintendo has since been like ah no you can't do that uh, and change the interest rates um some other things like that that Nintendo is doing to kind of keep you from doing those very large scale jumps is the ones that are just scams essentially to scam the game which why I don't understand doing that because that just seems to take the fun out of the game because like you said it's like knitting sure I could go buy a scarf but the fun is knitting the scarf and then having it not just like going and getting a scarf so that seems like time jumping seems like just going and buying things instead of actually knitting them well and that's where see you're you're kind of falling into the camp of either no time jumping or very limited time jumping i I think some of the earliest adopters of it were people who review animal crossing as a job so people who like have a youtube channel and they want to be able to tell you a week ahead of time or a month ahead of time whatever like hey here's what 
here's how you do this thing in Animal Crossing. Here's how you complete this task, or here's how you unlock this feature. Um, so, I, I mean, I think there is a legitimate use for it for certain people. And then also there's, like, power gamers who want to complete a game. And Animal Crossing yeah. is a game that if you play in real time could take you years to finish. Um, or, yeah, people who are just kind of like, you know, not that they don't enjoy it, but checking it off a list because they've got other games they want to get to sure. and they want to keep going. And, yeah, you're right. Animal Crossing isn't a game, like we said, there's not really speed runs with it. So you got to figure out ways to do that yourself. And I guess in that sense, it's not the worst because, like, I play Grand Theft Auto. I've played most of those games, and I almost always use the cheat codes, and yeah. that's obviously unfair but i just think it's more fun with the cheat codes because i'm just not good enough to beat those games without it like there's too much dealing with buying and stuff like that so i i get it a little bit but i just feel like animal crossing isn't a game where like most games you can't like your character can't die so it just seems like a game where if you're playing it and you're enjoying it, just enjoy it for the time it's supposed to last. Well, and I also, so I got yelled at for time jumping by somebody who had uh, jailbroken their switch and put in the like unlimited bells code. And they were like, Oh, but you shouldn't time jump. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> um, the thing yeah, that my I... cheating is okay, but yours is, yeah. is bad. I think the thing that's beautiful about animal crossing and the reason that I don't have too many like strong opinions on time travel, um, is because the game is built for you to play it how you enjoy it. Like, li- mm-hmm. that's it. You just play the way you enjoy it. For people who have played, like, The Sims, Animal Crossing is The Sims, but with none of the stress, or almost none of the stress. Um, you're not worrying you're about... Only, you're only controlling one player, so it's not as... Is it competitive how, like, with your islands? Are you visiting other people's islands with the internet capabilities and... How competitive do people get about it? Oh, you're, there's definitely a lot of visiting those that goes on. It's one of the most, I think that's one of the most fun aspects of the game is going to other people's islands and being able to play on in their space and, and see what they've done and like seeing the different creative ways that people decorate and shape their islands. Um, it gets competitive because there is a rating system. So there is a person who works on your island who tells you whether your island is like a one-star island, which is really bad, or a five-star island, which is the tops. Kind of like resorts. Well, here's that. Uh, mine's a four-star, I think, the last time I checked. Um, All right, getting there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm not super competitive in that aspect. I really love uh-huh. going to people's islands that are five-stars because they are so orderly and, like, colorful and have all kinds of crazy stuff um because yeah. in order to get that you have to do a lot of terraforming and landscaping and uh decorating like having huge attractions outside lots of orderly so flowers like, and things there's some keeping up with the joneses going on within sure. the animal crossing universe and and it's neat too to see like a friend of mine held an animal crossing party the other night where she made a game out of um like a matrix in the soil where she buried prizes and some of the items on animal crossing are little game wheels you can spin. So there's like one that has numbers and one that has colors and you would spin the number wheel and the color wheel and you'd get, you know, purple three and you'd go into this sort of matrix where those things intersected and like dig up the prize, which was a good prize. It was like a grand piano. So that's an example of the cool ways that people are using, utilizing the system in ways that, weren't yep. necessarily intended but give you a chance to like do fun things um one thing i would say i've noticed since you know playing it when i was a kid hearing about it now and that little dabbling i did with the mobile version is one of the reasons i think this game is so popular is because 
as a kid, you can play it and you can understand it enough and you can do all the fun things. And then as an adult, it's complex enough that it keeps your interest. It, and not very many games I feel like are like that. I feel like, you know, there's nostalgia base to them and stuff like that. And you might get better just because you're older. But for the most part, when you play a game as a kid or as an adult, you're playing the same game. And I feel like the strategies and the way you play it can be very different in Animal Crossing from adult to kid. For sure. And the game is more complex now than it's ever been. Um, which mm-hmm. is which is good, but a kid can play this game and really enjoy it, and not, you know, not get into the most complex complex aspects of it, but still have a good time and have fun with it. Um, yeah. But for instance, I want to talk to you about the design of Animal Crossing because uh, it, it is a it is very simplistic. Although the, the graphics on it have become much more beautiful over the years, and little things like the way that water droplets hitting a, a river like do the little like uh ripples and things or the way yeah. that your like your umbrella gets wet when it starts to rain if you like open up an umbrella and hold it over your head like, you can see it get slick with water um mm-hmm. the sound design i can be on a different floor of the house and hear and pretty much know exactly what my wife laura is doing when she plays because the sound design is so good and so specific um that i can like call out like oh you're you're visiting your friend's island and you're whacking each other with nets like Punch and Judy. And she'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like it's so specific uh, and wonderful in that way. The little attentions to detail. And I, I do yeah. think that animal. And it's still got that like cartoon style. It kind of is Wind Waker-ish in that sense, right? That, that's a really good comparison. It's definitely like plays on that sort of cartoonish style. It's less, it's less sort of like caricature-ish than it used to be uh and you can customize right. your villager in ways that that are very like you can make them look very much like you if you want to or you can um you can i have a friend who their whole aesthetic is uh homicidal elton john like wearing <laughs> like wearing the biggest sparkliest sunglasses and like jumpsuits and crazy helmets and like running around and chopping down trees. I think it's hilarious. Like you're running around this village with these tools and you're having yeah. normal conversations with your villa, your like fellow villagers while hefting an ax in two hands. Um, so <laughs> I think the design, like the sound design, the visual design are really wonderful. The, the attention to detail. Um, I've noticed that as I've been playing with friends, there've been like phases that people go to where there are certain things that they are latching onto and paying attention to. And the two most recent ones have been, uh, hybridizing flowers because there is a system in which you can grow flowers in the game and, and, and crossbreed them to create I'm new an amateur botanist. Well, and uh, well, amateur botanist is a good, is a good comparison. And then the other one is this, the stock market, which is S T A L K stock market. Um, uh, I get it. but it's, but it's, you're buying instead of, instead of buying and selling stocks, you're buying and selling turnips so that you can make, so you can turn up profit. Turn up profit. Turn up profit. Um, turn up profit. Yeah. So let's talk about the amateur botanist because this is, I think, something that's really amazing. Someone did a thesis where they like hacked into the code of Animal Crossing, the you know the computer code, the zeros and ones, yeah. and analyzed the system for hybridizing flowers. Um, and they learned that the system for hybridizing flowers in Animal Crossing is based on Punnett squares. So you remember Punnett squares from probably like high school biology? Yeah, you did it with like your eye color and figured out how your eye color went from your parents to you and stuff like that, right? Right. So in this case, you are looking at the aspects of different 
colors of different breeds of flowers and how placing them near one another and having them cross-pollinate can get specific colors of flowers. And you can sit down and do Punnett squares to figure out if I want to make uh, a purple wind flower, I need to mm -hmm. use this special pink wind flower that I got on only the kind that I can get on a special like deserted island and hybridize it with the blue wind flower that I had to hybridize from putting two white wind flowers next to each other and watering them a certain number of times. It now, gets, because it's a it's a Punnett square or whatever, yeah. does that mean that it doesn't always, A plus B doesn't always equal C? That's precisely what it means. And so you, yeah. it, I mean, one could go so far as making the Punnett squares and figuring out the probabilities, and people have done that. If you put A flower next to B flower uh, with these certain traits that are dominant and recessive, then you will get C flower uh like 25% of the time. <laughs> so this That's is, crazy. again, the minute level of planning that went into that. But then the stock market yeah, is part two. Detail. And the stock market has been the thing where every single day I'm in a, a Facebook chat and in a Discord chat where people just post their turnip prices. Because it changes every, it changes once in the morning and then when noon rolls over, it changes again. And so everyone just says, these are my turnip prices. And you, your goal is to wait for someone to have a big jump in prices, and then everyone flocks to that island uh, like stink on a dog. I, I mean, you are like eight or nine or ten people are showing up kind of all at once to try to go <laughs> and sell. And then it's weird because it's not like you buy low, sell high because of the nature of most of the things you sell. You collect low. And right. sell high, but, so you collect a bunch. And you kind of have as much as you can store up, well, and then you go and try to sell high to whoever their stock market has gone up that day. Well, so no turnips are something you can only buy from um, on Sunday mornings, like in, okay. in a four-hour period, and you buy them at a certain price, and that price will change from week to week. But it's generally like between eighty bells and a hundred bells, somewhere in that range and i know that's arbitrary to people who don't know the economics but just there there's your figure um <laughs> for instance a couple of weeks ago i bought four hundred fifty thousand bells worth of turnips <laughs> and in fact had a whole level of my house that i just you can't to store them you don't just want to carry them around so to store them mm -hmm. you just drop them somewhere and i had my entire basement my root seller, haha, uh, was completely full of turnips until I found the price that was attractive to me, which ended up being I bought it in like 95 bells and I sold at 572. <laughs> um, I just want to take that little part where you say my entire basement was filled with tur tur turnips until they were up to the price that was attractive to me and just take that and just act like you were talking about the real world because that's one of those instances where, like, that I get what it is in the game, but like that just sounds so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's funny how things can translate like that. And like talking amongst people who know animal crossing, that sounds completely normal. But if you play that clip for somebody who has no idea what this video game is, they're going to think you're a lunatic. Oh, and, and, and that's the point. Like it, it mimics the real world in such funny, fascinating ways. And in fact, in old versions of the game, you bought them from uh, a boar, a female boar who called herself Sow Jones. So it was the Sow Jones stock market. <laughs> In the new version, it's yeah. it's her granddaughter, I think, that sells, and and her name is Daisy May, and is I think maybe a joke on, uh, I don't know, 
like Freddie Mac and 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 Fannie Mae, like maybe it's a joke on those. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or for those who have student loans, Sally Mae. Yeah, I think it's kind of playing on that that idea. Although I'm not sure what the Japanese version is called. Maybe that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the writing in this game is also brilliant. I mean, think about how that's another thing too. Is like the writing for for an American audience versus a Japanese audience obviously has to be different, and that just goes along with their level of detail that they put into this game. They did enough research to make it cross cultural. Well, and and that's an interesting point. So the the villager and the the different animals that live in your you're on your island don't speak the translation is english but they kind of they speak a unique language to the animal crossing universe that mm-hmm. uses the same sort of phonetic sounds but it isn't a real language however every now and again you'll be able to pick out the ways that they've used phonetic sounds the same way that they would use them in say english the game All is, right, so who's figured it out? Who's figured out Klingon in Animal Crossing, and now there are people who speak it? Well, I, you, one could do that, but here's the thing that's interesting. A fake language is different depending on where you play the game in our real world because the designers used sounds that sounded like the yeah. native language of the players to pr- like propagate the sounds that these languages make. So you can you can listen to animal crossing in the u.s and you can start to kind of understand some of the patterns and you can start to hear phrases that maybe you hear commonly as you play a game as we all you know as you do with a video game there's like a certain number of different things that can be said right um you can start to recognize some of them but if you went to japan it's just like learning learning a real language immersion is the best way to get it and uh, Based on your hour count, you've done a pretty significant amount of immersion. I will tell you that um, I have now had several dreams in that language <laughs> where I... Are, in, you, are you Animal Crossing too, or are you no, I'm, still human? No, I'm human Daniel in my own real body, uh, fat and bald and bearded, but <laughs> everyone in the dream is talking in the Animal Crossing language, and I, I told... Uh, Laura that and she was like that happened to me the other night I had a dream in Animal Crossing language um, it's it's wild chops the amount of detail yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy and again that you it could go to of, uh, it reminds me of Kenny in South Park how if you watch that show enough you start to get a little bit of what he's saying through the muffling even though I mean he is actually like that's actually supposed to be directly mimicking words but it just kind of reminded me of that it's a good comparison because it is very much like that I mean yeah in in the case with Kenny like you're right the person was saying lines for the most part at least in later seasons they were I don't know about the earlier ones but they were muffling their own speech but yeah you started to pick up on what Kenny was saying and in this case you know what the 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 animal's saying because there's the text that scrolls across the screen, but like the the curator of the museum, Blathers the owl, has the same kind of he he maybe has the most regular phrases that you hear over and over and over again. There is a museum, yeah. by the way, Animal Crossing, and you submit bugs and animals and fossils and now art <laughs> works of art. That blathers will. Do you make your own art and try to sell it, or oh. do you find art? So, <laughs> there is a fox whose name is Red Fox, R E D D F O X X, which should be funny to to the older members of our audience. There was a comedian named Red Fox who was the lead on the show Sanford and Son, 
and and red fox in sanford and son was a junk dealer and red fox the character in animal crossing is kind of a junk dealer um yeah except he's clever like a fox he's kind of shady and every now and again he'll like he offers you pieces of art but some of them are fake and you have to carefully <laughs> you have to you have to look you at it. Praise them yourself. Yeah. So you so you yeah. have the option to zoom in on these paintings, and they're real paintings. They're paintings from history, and then some of them are like sculptures, like Michelangelo. What gives them away is fake. Well, so okay, the Mona Lisa is one of the paintings. They in the game they call it famous painting. They have name, you know, simpler names for it. But yeah. the, the Mona Lisa in the real version is the Mona Lisa. In the fake version, she has um, like arched, big arched eyebrows. That if you've seen the painting, the Mona Lisa, you would know, yeah. oh, that's not right. The, so I have on my cell phone, in my like Chrome browser on my cell phone, several articles that I just leave pulled up at all times. One of them is like bug and fish prices. Uh, one of them is a site where you put in your turnip prices and it helps you predict if you're going to have spikes like up and down. And another one is... Turnip futures. Yeah, it's your futures. Exactly. Um and then another one is the art guide. So if there's a paint and it shows you the real version and the fake version of the painting. Um, and it's wild. Again, the level of detail, Mark, is obscene. But they went through and did these tiny little things. And if you know the real art, and, the, and by the way, the only way you know it's fake is if you take it to the museum to donate it. And Blather says, what? This is a counterfeit. You bought this from yeah, whoever it, you bought this from should be locked up. Like, <laughs> Obviously, with the Mona Lisa, that's like the most famous painting in the world. Sure. But there's are there other paintings that you might not be so sure about and you just have to either look it up or just take your chance? For sure. That's exactly right. And 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 all, all of them are, are fairly well-known paintings from different... Mm -hmm different time periods but like a lot of european masters but also a lot of like asian art and and things like that and then there are are statues and things that are from different cultures so one's like a mayan statue that is a, a you know a replica probably from the met in new york that they took a picture of and made digital and now it's in your museum on your island um but yeah if you the the, the thing that's neat then now let's go to the educational aspect because if you're a, a seven-year-old playing this game you're mm -hmm. learning about every different kind of fish and bug and you dig up fossils and donate them and they put them together as dinosaur skeletons and now artwork you're learning about yeah. these like famous pieces of art and once you submit them to the museum you can go and read the little tags that like tell you the real name of the painting and the real artist and the real story behind it so there you go so, it, and you're learning economics so and you're animal crossing is actually like a virtual for, schooling system right now which yeah. is very popular so I, I we're i know we're kind of running up on our like preferred time limit i think this is the aspect i want to talk about last and i think is I don't want to suggest for a second that Nintendo had any foreknowledge of yeah. what was going to happen in the world in 2020. I do not want to suggest that at all. However... But the timing couldn't have been any. So the game was supposed to release in September of last year, and it was just there were things that were making it run long. Again, the attention to detail, there's a lot for them to do. And so they delayed the release by six months. I, I guess I just feel like an old, like, Romani woman went to Nintendo headquarters with her crystal ball and sat down <laughs> at the head, like, the president's 
office and said, I have a tale to tell you. And and just like <laughs> read his fortune and said, this game, Animal Crossing, you should delay it by six months. You'll make all the money in the world. And 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 the president was like, OK, weird lady, sh- whatever you say. <laughs> and because Animal Crossing was released on March 20th. Um, mm-hmm. I actually had a, a vacation scheduled. I was going to go to a cabin in West Virginia that weekend, and I was kind of bummed that it was like, oh, man, Animal Crossing's coming out the same time I'm supposed to go on vacation. I'll survive. I'll just start playing a few days late. And it was the Saturday before that the first stay-at-home order was issued here in Ohio, and we had to kind of yeah. we had to cancel our trip and that kind of stuff. And I, uh, this game has is not only the best-selling Animal Crossing title in the shortest amount of time, uh, my understanding is that it's the best... It's sold better than any Super Mario game, any Legend of Zelda game, any Pokemon game. Like, the big three of Nintendo that you think of as being, yeah. like, the money they rake in the money on. Animal Crossing New Horizons, as I understand it, has, in six weeks, has sold out over like outsold all of those games <laughs> um just, yeah i mean timing just couldn't have been better any more perfect and in, in, in a time of imperfect things obviously and it's not something to celebrate but it's just so yeah it is so interesting how not only did this game release right at the beginning of all of this for a lot of especially in the united states but that it was so perfect for the time for what it replaced it is a game where you get to go to a deserted island and create your own sort of fantasy island and you get to live a normal like scheduled life around normal things and you get to make your plant flowers and plant trees and you get to know your villagers and when they interact with other people do all that yeah yeah, interact with other people because when you play animal crossing there are i mean there's certainly the phone or discord but there's even an animal crossing app that when you visit somebody else's island it automatically can connect you to a chat function where you can talk to the people you're playing with um it just could not have come at a better time and and for a lot of people is like has been very meaningful in the way that they've kind of been coping with with social distancing and with the like quarantining and isolation. And, and and I agree with you, this is not to make light or to say that anything good about the situation that the world is in. Um, but like what a time for this game to come along and give people the most yeah. literal version of an escape that you could have. <laughs> like the most literal version of, I would like to just get away from it all and go to a deserted Island is, is animal crossing new horizons. So so kudos to them and and one sort of other parting thought is um i read a tweet thread from one of the the script writers of the american version of animal crossing who a lot of the the game has a lot of really clever writing a, a lot of puns and a lot of things that are very um uh, specific to kind of your and my generation of uh a vernacular and thinking like for instance the the pond skater bug its little quip is does do you think it knows how to do a pond ollie which i can't imagine another generation knowing like immediately being like oh, remember when skateboards um and also uh, there's a joke when you catch the uh, f- a sea bass which is like one of the most common fish that you catch yeah. uh, there's the line that says i'd say it's at least a c plus and it's become this meme because you see it yeah. tens of times a day. This writer was talking about how originally they um, they had it as a a sea 
dash bass and it kind of looked like c minus and when they went to the writer's room people were like yeah but what if you c minus is kind of negative right what if we said it's at least a c plus and talked about how they wanted to be so relentlessly positive with this game that anything you did seemed like a good thing in this game um and again, what a perfect time for that sort of positivity and that sort of a, uh, allows for escapism. Yeah. And so and such low stakes too. Exactly. You can't die in this game. You can't really yeah. screw up. Even as you take out bigger and bigger loans for your house, they're really like the only impetus to pay off your loan is to, to get your next improvement. And eventually you just, you can pay off your loan because of a sense of like duty. But eventually when you have two and a half million bells worth of debt, you could never pay that off and live in your big, beautiful animal crossing yeah. mansion as you said keeping up with the joneses um so i don't know i i again what does animal crossing say about like venture capitalism in the world and people could talk about that and, and i'm sure people have done full essays on that but i love animal crossing new horizons and if you haven't gotten on board and if you can find a way to get a nintendo switch because they're sold out everywhere um this is not a paid statement go out and get it it's a great game it's a lot of fun and uh mark it's time for you to get back in yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just say we'll take this last minute to kind of go over what we're planning with Nerd Association, this being the first episode. Daniel and I will be here pretty much every episode. We'll be joined by a rotating cast of characters, depending on what the subject matter might be. And on that note of subject matter, obviously, we're talking about Animal Crossing, which is a video game. We'll cover things like that. We'll cover movies, TV, um, and big things going on, but there will also be some evergreen type episodes, right, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you can be a nerd about anything. And one of the things that, you know, as we start off, we're going to be, you and I are going to be talking a lot. We're going to be bringing in people we know. But if you hear this and you're out there and you're a nerd about something wacky, whoa, wacky and wild, uh, and you want to come on and talk to us about the thing you're a nerd about, um, I think, you know, especially in this era of Zoom and things like that, Mark, we would invite uh, people who are passionate about whatever it may be to come and teach us about it. Because here on Nerd Association, uh, we're just kind of trying to learn about what people love and are passionate about and uh, sharing those things with each other. And we're not going to turn away complete weirdos. In fact, we'd probably be a little more accepting of complete weirdos. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like us. If you, do, if you do have things that you like and you want to throw our way, you can find us on Twitter at NerdAsoc, N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. So it's Nerd underscore Asoc. You can find us on Gmail at NerdAsoc at gmail.com. Absolutely. Reach out to us and give us your comments, your questions, your smart remarks, and uh, keep listening to Nerd Association. Thanks for joining us today. And once again, here on Nerd Association, we're proving that even if you have a cool job, it doesn't necessarily make you cool. Bye now. Bye now.